You open the glass door and walk into a dimly lit diner with the only real source of light coming from the floor to ceiling windows. It's a modernized take on a classic 50s diner. This is Jasmine Hernandez Canuelas, senior government and Latin American studies double major here at UT Austin. She's been a bartender and a waitress at the 24 Diners since 2019, but she's been working since she was a senior in high school. Well, I've worked, for example, like my first job ever was at in Kohl's. It was like retail, so that's obviously totally opposite of this. Um, I used to work at Six Flags, and so that was somewhat similar because I've worked in food stuff there. There are skills that I've got, gained from my past jobs that I use here, but this has definitely been the most intense job I've had. The first time we met with Hernandez Canuelas was on a slow Friday afternoon, but it's not always as quiet. I, all my mornings are spent making mimosas, iced Irish coffees, and Bloody Marys, and all types of lattes and cappuccinos and blah, blah, blah. Um, so I think that's also what makes it kind of difficult because it's like, it'd be different if it was just coffee because then it's just the same thing over and over, but it's literally everything. Hernandez Canuelas typically works 35 hours a week. She says the demands of a part-time job can interfere with the student's academic responsibilities, which only adds to the stress student workers face. They're just not as understanding all the time or flexible and like, you know, sometimes they are and it's great, but when they're not, they're not. You know, like, yeah, I have a test tomorrow morning, but like, they don't care about my tests. Like, they need someone to be at network. As a first-generation college student, balancing school and work life is something she feels she has to figure out on her own. I'm already having to spend so much more time trying to figure out the system, and that is just stressful in itself. And that takes away from, like, anything else I could be doing. Time is just constantly being consumed by everything and all of these issues. Sometimes, first-gens don't have the same insight to the job field as other students who aren't first-generation. Here's UT economics professor Derek Matier talking about that. It's much harder to move up the economic ladder when you start from the bottom, um, and that's one of the, the challenges when you have intergenerational issues at play in, in terms of how students migrate into the workforce. Some students struggle to find an internship that can provide them with enough financial support or even pay them at all. And luckily, sometimes we're able to find like paid internships, so the work you find is like aligned with what you want to do, but then those internships don't pay well, so that's not really enough, which is why I, that's why I got a job that's outside of the realm of like academic involvement or anything like that, like internships, because I knew like I couldn't afford to just depend on an internship because I did that for a while and it was really rough. This can become a problem when thinking about future career plans, says Nicole Smith, chief economist at the Georgetown University Center for Education and the Workforce. Smith worked on the 2018 Georgetown CEW report titled Balancing Work and Learning, Implications for Low-Income Students, which examined the consequences of learning while in school. If it is possible, we recommend trying to get a job in your field of study and try to figure out whether or not you can get credit for it. The question is, is this adding any significant value to your major? And is it adding any significant value to what you can do later on? And oftentimes the answer is no. Hernandez Canuelas feels like even some other students, especially those with flexible incomes or without jobs, might not fully understand what she goes through. Like sometimes I really forget that 
Like some people at UT really just have and come from wealth. And so they have all this free time and they're just like enjoying themselves and they're able to get all of their stuff done on time with ease. They have 40 extra hours a week of daylight, you know, so like of course they can get it done. Her job makes her social life come second, which is another loss she says goes unnoticed. It just kind of sucks because it's like college is the last time you get to really enjoy your youth. And it's like I feel like I'm already having to be an adult. And like obviously we are all adults, but I feel like I, I'm really missing out on what everyone romanticizes about college, you know? Like in all the movies, all they just, you know, people just have fun and like you get to hang out with friends and like do what you want, but like it's not reality. School and a social life are among many things she worries about. She works to support both herself and her family, which is an obligation she felt since she was young. When I was younger in high school, I wanted to work like as soon as I turned 14 because I just felt like that, I don't know, like I felt like I was obligated to, like I had to, like I had to support myself. Like I need to ease the, the weight off my parents. I feel like that's something I'm always just having to think about, like trying to make it easier for my parents. Like my parents didn't really force me, it was more me begging them, like let me work, like let's find a way to make it work. Intentionally or not, Hernandez Canuelas says her parents add to the feeling of obligation. You know, there's just this big pressure, like, and then, you know, my parents reinforce it because they're always like, oh, you're just, you help us so much by like being so independent. Like we never have to worry about it. Cause I like, I literally fund all of my own stuff. And so, and I know it's such a big help to them. So I just feel like I could never, I can never ask them for help financially. And then it's also like, they always say like, you have to figure it out on your own. So then I don't even feel right asking other people for help. It's not, it's not the healthiest mindset, but it's the mindset I've got. And so we're working on it, but um, until then, you know, we just keep working hard, overworking ourselves. Cultural values make it harder to escape the pressure, Hernandez Canuelas says. You know, like in Latino culture, it's just so, it's just family first. Like that's everything, right? And so, you know, when you're working not only for yourself, to support yourself, and like working to support your family, like the pressure feels high and like the obligation feels so high, like it's, like you can't mess that up. Like that's why it's like, I can't miss work. Like there are people counting on me. I don't mind them counting on me because I love them and I want to support them. But you know, that on top of academic stuff can be pretty hard, you know? And just like the stresses of like, just living, you know? Like it's just, it's so, like it can be so difficult being our age and just trying to figure everything out and like, Coming to a school like UT, that is really difficult, and there's just already such competitive nature at this university. And so, yeah, it's um, not the greatest cocktail, but I'm drinking it. She's not the only one working long, exhausting shifts. Adam Cherian, a third-year journalism major, just transferred to UT from Austin Community College. He has had to balance adjusting to a new school, all while working up to 30 hours a week at a Starbucks in Round Rock. Just recently, I'm kind of like having like a little trouble because I open in the mornings, like that on the weekends that I don't have school. So like I work, I'm either at school or working like every day, which I know is pretty, I don't know if normal is what I would call it, but I know it's pretty standard. But yeah, I'm, I'm kind of getting into the groove of like balancing it out right now. Just like Hernandez Canuelas, he works to support himself and his family. Typically I work three days a week, right? So like because I work so little hours, it's and I have like I still pay bills at my house. So like I literally cannot afford anything if I wasn't a ship. Hernandez Canuelas says she hopes to see UT support student workers more, 
she suggests creating a rent relief fund, scholarship program, or even a policy where student workers can get accommodation requests for classes. I don't know. I feel like it's, UT has an obligation to its worker students because, you know, at the end of the day, we're still paying to be here and we want to be here and that's why we're here, which is why we work because we want to be here. But it, it just makes it so difficult, especially, you know, for, for students who come from like low income, more difficult backgrounds. And so I feel like UT is doing it, those students a disservice by not supporting them more substantially. Smith says that a student's income status shouldn't get in the way of their success. Our concern is we want to make sure you don't, you know, get negative outcomes in college just because you're low income. But your income alone should not be the sole determinant of your performance in college. Hernandez Canuelas agrees. You know, like if we're talking about like what starts here changes the world, you know. These students can't change the world if they can't even afford to survive being here at UT. You know, like, it's already so hard to be at UT. Like, it's already just a difficult environment for so many reasons. And money should just never be a factor to stop anyone from ac accessing anything. But especially when you have the funds to support them. And it's like, all right, great. People can afford to come to school here, but can they afford to live here? No. The cover photo was shot by Julia Shea. Check out more photos for this story in the photo gallery, which you can find at the Daily Texan website. Music is by Blue Dot Sessions. For the Daily Texan, I'm audio reporter Elizabeth Jimenez.